shall be satisfied and earth and heaven be one. Today we're going to begin diving into the text of Galatians proper. So we're going to look at chapter 1 verses 1 through 5. And this is Paul's introduction, his salutation. Paul, an apostle, not sent from men nor through the agency of man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me, to the churches in Galatia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, so that he might rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forevermore. Amen. So here in the very beginning, Paul is setting the stage. He's framing the letter with the key issues. And there's three key things that he focuses on here at the very beginning. He focuses on the story, the gospel narrative. He focuses on the relationships, the relational dynamic between Paul and the church. There's an us and an our. He gave himself for our sins in order to rescue us. We're immersed in the story, this gospel narrative. And then there's a contrast, or I really don't know how to frame this, contrast, choice, sides, antithesis. And so from the very beginning, he's placing them in a story that centers on relationships, and that's part of a larger battle with sides. So grace flows from God through Christ, and is all about what God has done through Christ, and that action has decisively altered the world. This is a rescue operation from this present evil age. So for the next couple of days, let's think about those three things. The story we're in, the relationships we have, and the side we're on. So let's begin with the side we're on and the contrast. One of the things that we'll see as we go through Galatians, one of the most important things you have to decide as you're reading, the interpretive key, are all of the antitheses. 
or the contrast, this, not that. And notice he begins right off the bat with one of them. Paul, an apostle, not sent from men, nor through the agency of man, but it's this powerful and continual, not this, but this. And from the very beginning, he's an apostle, not from man. And you have these two sides. You have what comes through the agency of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, and then the agency of man, the flesh. And so he begins by declaring sides. And so let's think about those two things. Why does Paul start out that way? Not sent by man, but sent from God. You know, members were reading this, we're reading or only hearing one half of the conversation. So is he responding to something? Is he responding to criticism where his critics were saying that he was an apostle that uh, took his own initiative to come and to do his own thing, and he's not submitting himself to the, the human authorities in the Church of Jerusalem. That's why he's anti-circumcision. So is he responding to criticism, or is he just beginning with a positive declaration of the key truth that the source of his ministry is not human? Is he giving us the criteria by which he operates? And that criteria is this event, this story, this relational dynamic that is emphatically something God has done, something Christ has done. And because God has done it and Christ has done it, everything changes. So today, read through this first section and mark what does he say God has done and what does he say Jesus has done? And how does that compare in contrast to what we do or what can be from man? So notice in verse 1 what God has done. God has raised Jesus from the dead. This is not something that could come from man. God did this. And then notice verse 4. What has Jesus done? Jesus has given himself. This is going to be the key, one of the key concepts in the whole letter. He's given himself for our sins in order that he might rescue us from this present evil age. So God has raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus voluntarily gave himself up to rescue us. And these things come from God and Jesus. This is what they've done. And it's one of the great challenges, is how do you discern what is of God and what is of man? That's going to be a key antithesis that Paul is going to stake at the very beginning. You have to choose. Pick your sides. Choose your battles. Choose your adventure. Is it God or is it of man? And this is very hard, because if we're honest, we are at our most creative when we're trying to justify ourselves. So discerning whether something is of God or it's of man is absolutely vital. And that's his key, that Paul's mission and ministry was not sent from God. Those are the two things. It's sent from God, not man, and it comes through the agency of the Spirit, not the flesh. That's one of the things we'll see worked out throughout the letter. So let's pause today and ask the Lord for two things. Let's ask him to help us to discern and to know those things which are of God and of man. But then let us also thank him, no matter how difficult things get, no matter how confused we are, no matter how unsure we are of whether something is of God or of man, there's two things that we always know. What has God done? He's raised Jesus from the dead. What has Jesus done? He's rescued us from this evil age. No matter how difficult things may be, no matter how confused 
you may become, no matter how unsure you are about your next steps, there's two things we can always thank God for. We can thank him for it's raised and rescued. We can always praise him for raised and rescued. Jesus has been raised from the dead, therefore he's victorious and he will conquer all enemies eventually. And we've been rescued from this evil age. That did not come from man, nor through the agency of man, but raised and rescued is the glorious reality of what God has done. He has been raised, and we have been rescued. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son.